Everyone, welcome to the Chapters Project Extras. We are talking today to the Chapter Four author Jamie Moyer. She's an actor and a writer and an all-around great gal. She's been on Modern Family and Casey Undercover, and you've probably also seen her on AP Bio or my very favorite uh, work she does is uh, her voiceover work. Um, some great characters on Bob's Burgers and the Great North. Jamie, welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me, my friends. We're so hey. happy you're here. Hey, I'm also hey, here hey. with Katie Nansen. Hi, everybody. Hi, Jamie. And Martin Hi. Garcia. Hello. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Marty. So Hi, we all. Hello. Hi. Friends. Love you, friends. <laughs> uh little small disclosure the four of us all did a show together called miley montana and it was amazing that was so Pretty great fun i loved that show so much and recently a, a memory popped up where uh mikey han who was our stage manager brilliant stage manager posted like a 20 minute video of it on facebook years ago and i watched the whole thing and i still was just laughing it was so funny oh yeah i have a very specific memory because jamie directed it and martin was the star and katie and i wrote it and i re and i remember I, I labored over this one song for for like two days and then jamie and uh and katie and i got together and katie whipped out the song in about three minutes that was what song uh cheetos makes some corn chips oh, now flaming I, I <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right i did but i but then i remember dan wessels was man yeah. oh yeah that so banging music for it and uh that was that was such a fun time and such a fun show and so many bits in that show and i feel like it was i feel like it was ahead of its time and we I really put our heart and soul it. into it like the the making of every prop and oh. The casting was just choice. The I, Wrecking I, Ball. That might be the my Wrecking Ball. That was certainly fine. is the best show I've directed since being in LA. I did Aww. some some bangers back in Detroit, but that one was so. No, no offense to all the other shows I directed in LA, but Miley Montana, I just would sit in the audience and laugh and laugh every single oh, rehearsal and every single performance. You yeah, all were so good in it. <clears throat> And that cast was so good, but all the understudies were equally as good. So it was yeah. so fun when they were in. Oh, man. All right, Jamie, we're going to talk about all that stuff. But first, we're going to talk about your chapter, The Fairgrounds. Please <laughs> tell us what, first of all, you got, you received this from Amanda Blake Davis about a year ago, maybe. Does that seem right? And tell I, us what was going on. Maybe even longer than a year ago. I feel like this was a while back. Um, was this during the, the pandemic? 
Is oh, it still? Sure. It was. Yeah. It was. Born. Are we still in the pandemic? <laughs> yeah. I received yeah. it and I loved it and I thought it was really funny and I loved her chapter and, uh, but I I made a decision when I read her chapter that I wanted to do a little palate cleansing before <laughs> I continued the story. So I did that all on purpose. I said we're going to get away from this for a second and then we'll loop back. So I did that on purpose to to uh, kind of throw everyone off the scent a little bit. Did it work? It totally oh, yeah. worked. <laughs> it to and it's so funny because I'm I, my I'm so curious about how often that's going to happen. Because that would be my instinct too in writing this and in talking to ABD Amanda Blake Davis, everybody from last week's chapter, she was like a rule follower with it. She was like, ah, I started writing this one thing and then I'm like, no, 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 I've got to talk about Veronica. And I and I can also so relate to that. So I loved that this one was like taking us to a place where we did not know where it was going, but trusted <laughs> that it was going somewhere. It was- And I'm really a cool. rule breaker. And I, think I know, know I know you, you are. And I, and uh, so I had so much fun doing this. I cannot tell you, and it really reminded me of how much I used to love to write short stories in creative writing in mm -hmm. high school and college. And even in eighth grade, I won like a bunch of essay contests in eighth grade. And it was like a funny little thing. I would enter every little contest for creative writing. And I had like a poem in the published in the yearbook and boo boo baba. And so <laughs> this reminded me of that. Is that the name I, of the poem? Yeah, the poem was called boo boo baba. <laughs> and it was my way of saying yada, yada, yada. And uh, so this was a real gift to me that I got to write this and I really enjoyed it. And I have some thoughts based on listening to the episode that I want to share with you. Oh, please. I, I do not think that this is in the Midwest necessarily. I think this is more like the OC fair or oh. up in one of these little, little uh, Los Angeles towns, uh -huh. little oh. tiny towns on the, on the West coast. But I have to agree with Katie, my use of pop, which is very much me because I was raised in the Midwest, uh, was was not an Easter egg. I think that was more like a mistake. I probably should have said soda. Oh man, see that was the thing. I'm like, oh, it's it's totally the Midwest. And also that the the listening to the oldies and the teenage kids seeing this as an opportunity to make out, like those were the things that made me think Midwest and, and the was, hierarchy what, of importance of of people sitting on the hay bales. Sorry, what, but, but Katie, what you really said was when they started swapping swapping food while they were kissing that's what you said yep the midwest <laughs> <laughs> and everyone knows who yes. grew up in the midwest like i did if you really liked a boy you jam a piece of food right out of his mouth into your own <laughs> well, i have a question though what do they call what do they call do they call in california do they call stuff soda yeah yeah i've heard it be called soda yeah okay yeah well what do you, what do you call martin well in texas yeah. Everything's Coke. Coke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everything mm. is Coke. And you're, you're like, hey, hey, you want a Coke? Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. What kind? Sprite. That's right. Oh, That's right, wow. Mine. As yeah. I directed Laundry and Bourbon, which is a, a short <laughs> one act that takes place in oh, Texas. Boy. But yeah, it's your, like, your, you your Coke, voice Coke, changed Coke? there for a second. You want a Coke? No, I'll have a, yeah, I'll have a Sprite. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's but like, I that's think a lot of Texas. people say pop out here because there's so many transplants from all over the place. Oh yeah, there's so many. There, I feel like I know more Midwest people in LA than I do LA natives. Yes, I agree. Big time. 
but that um, was that was a that was a author's that was a that was a choice I made as the author that maybe could have convoluted things and perhaps soda would have made it but but again and also i think this dion and the belmont thing that's just the way my brain works it's like they they were like two teenagers in love dion and the belmont's wasn't wrong about that song but then it did kind of make it seem like we're we're going into the past i should have said like they were crazy in love like jay-z and beyonce <laughs> no dion and the belmont's that's yeah. I, I i didn't i didn't take that as uh like period piece or anything i just thought it was like that to me screamed midwest of like oh a midwestern fair they're gonna play like oldies oh, yeah because yeah. beyonce and jay-z would be too scandalous for <laughs> <laughs> well i think it, i think that well and, and here's the thing that's so exciting about this project i have no idea if that was taken and ran with perhaps they are in the midwest at this fair and she's gonna have to drive over four days <laughs> in her Tesla Super X Max 3000. Yes, to find her family. But I, in my mind, I will say, I, I think that I was thinking it was more like, because I had went to the OC fair a few years back and it felt very much like every fair I've ever gone to. And mm. it didn't feel like LA at all. It felt yeah. very much not LA. And speaking of cities, Jamie, you're from Detroit. I'm from Detroit and I was raised in Detroit proper and I am such a city girl for that reason. And I think there's that, there's that part of us that thinks about like in, like in Fargo, that one lone car that rolled by the murder. Like it just, you're just, you're, there's just a chance for a little more trouble if you come across the wrong person, I think in a desolate area, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I love I love growing up in the city and uh, I love Detroit. I miss it terribly. I really miss it, but uh, I've been out here now since 2010. Wowie. That's a long dang time. And I think Miley was 2014. Does mm -hmm. that sound right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's, yeah, it was 2014. Yeah, it was 2014. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I thought that, that seems like such a short amount of time because 2014 seems, eh, whatever. I'm going to look back. LA time I is so bizarre. I texted, so the last time the three of us texted was in 2014. And- Like a text chain with like all of us? Just the, like, the four um, of us on a text oh, chain. Wow. And, and Rebecca shared an article about Miley. So that's why I think that. I have no- Wow. I have no, uh, no sense of time, but that's what makes me think that it was 2014 because you wouldn't have sent me that text before the show. And it was For probably sure. during yeah. the show. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Because it was like, it was like a full year affair. Like oh, it yeah. Was, because it was oh, yeah. We were brought back by popular demand. We're bringing it back. And we're going to bring it. And Jamie, so I have questions. So we, okay, this is a kind of a theme that's been running on with the authors. If Is what was... Like, is any of the thing in your chapter wish fulfillment stuff? Like, is there anything that's like, oh, I love going to county fairs or I love, um, like, is there anything that you thought was um, cool or romantic or exciting to you about the setting that you created? Okay, thank you for asking. Great question, great You're, question. Thank you so much. <laughs> Nailed thank you it. so much. Yes, I had a great time with the imagery and I was really picturing the, the entire layout of the fairground. And 
I was very tickled, and I hope your listeners are as much so. I was very tickled by getting as far away from what I had received as humanly possible. Mm. I just thought it would be so, um, such a surprise to everyone. What the hell's going on with this, this fairground description? And I, what the hell does this have to do with Veronica? Like that was my intention, but the writing of it, I was just really enjoying the little hokey imagery and all the, all the alliteration. I was, you know, I just was yes handing myself basically for the entire chapter. And I would get a little idea and then I'd expand on that. I get a little idea, expand on that. So I didn't start the chapter knowing that they were in the haunted house, but I knew that it would end with them. I knew that I wanted to end with where they were because it was intriguing to me that it didn't, that, I felt that it needed to be dealt with. That that is six people missing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 the only thing I set out with knowing was that I wanted to get as far away as possible, which is probably why it started with something like across town at the state fairgrounds. And having just gone to the OC fair, which was the first fair I'd gone to since Michigan, I think that kind of appealed to me, but uh, but also a fair is so um, wholesome and different from a gritty police station and all those things. Maybe that was part of it. And then I just started writing and writing and writing and writing. And where are they? Where are they? And then I thought, of course, they've got to be hidden away in the basement of the haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> so can I ask a question? So uh, what the what made you, did you go back to see if Veronica had a last name? Yes. Mm. I was awesome. meticulous about I that. I love that. I was meticulous about that. And I didn't want to, I went back and I double checked a few things because I wanted to make sure I didn't, you know, negate anything. Right. Uh-huh. So I did do that and I was delighted. I. I in listening to the podcast, I was so excited that you all were excited to hear that. Last oh, week. it was great. I think it sounds great. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Well, what's, what's, what's hilarious is that I didn't even realize she didn't have a last name until you gave her a last name. And then I was like, holy fuck, she doesn't have a last name. <laughs> we yeah, didn't. she didn't have one. And I did do that. So that I hope that that was my my legacy for this is, is the last name. Oh, definitely. Uh, Vivi. Yes. What color Vivi? Vivi. Wow. Oh, Vivi's such a cute name. Oh, I just looked up and Mommy's Bangers came out in 2013. So when that makes 2014 mm. more than likely when we did this. Oh, wow, we did it. Yeah. Oh. Damn, Miley was hot in 2013. Yeah, guys. <laughs> um, I, I, I want to get back to you writing short stories, Jamie, because you're so you're so known in our community as being uh, like people call you the mayor of improv um, and just so hilarious and i feel like like when you were writing short stories as a kid were they funny or was it more of just the art of like storytelling or what was that's so awesome that's such a fun detail about you that i never knew i never talk about it and so this is really fun to even discuss yeah they were they were everything so some were dramatic some were funny some were a lot of poetry and i mean like if i can find it I'll send it to you to go up on the old uh, Insta, but it was, it's like, there's like a poem that's like, 
I'm not doing my homework or something like that. It's like uh, there's there's just like stuff like that. I do think I'm, I'm hoping I'm not ruining everything as I'm no, on the No, listeners, she's getting up and, and looking. Okay, hold on. I'm looking. I've got oh some God, yearbooks. I'm not sure. Yay! I'm not sure, but there's I actually There's actually movement happening, everybody. Okay, movement. Okay, Detroit Waldorf School. Oh, you went to okay, a Waldorf School? On. I don't want to do too much of this. Let's see here. Recipe Corner. Christmas. <laughs> I'm sorry, corner. I wasn't prepared for this, but. Uh, Did you draw that picture on the front or no? Um, uncredited, it's possible. It's possible. Uh, let's see here. You know, while you're your fifth graders. Oh, here's a dear fifth graders and parents. Uh, some people aren't as fortunate as we are. Let's count the ways we are fortunate. We have a home, a car, a good education and a good school. We are all planning for a good Christmas. So far, so great, everyone. Some people don't have a good Christmas, maybe a small doll in clothes and maybe a used car. They might not have a Christmas tree or a big Christmas dinner like we usually do. Talk about privilege. I Maybe a used car. car. <laughs> the fifth grade and Mrs. Altwees are going to adopt a family for Christmas because we are trying to stop the tragedy of poverty. We hope you will do something for this family. Please send nice used things or new things. To make a difference, you can adopt a permanent family or a new one every year. If you'd like to adopt a family, please call or write to Focus Hope. Have a merry holiday, Jamie Moyer, editor. <laughs> I use the word so good cute. and great about a thousand times. Oh um, man, those used cars, those poor people. With yeah, those cars. used cars. And it's funny that I said that because my mom and I had the greatest jalopy you could have ever imagined. We were really driving in some Aww, tiny, tiny cars that were not in the best shape. Well, can't really find it, but here's my prom picture. <gasps> Hot stuff! Oh, nice. oh, your date is very good looking. Well, yeah, let's see that again. That's gonna oh, go. Here let's see you. Let's see you. So schmied. Waiting in the principal's office. This is a comedic. I'll tell you ahead of time. Comedic piece. <laughs> okay. I sit tight and straight. I look at my watch. How long must I wait? How'd I get in the principal's office? Was it fate? So far, so good, right? We're the, <laughs> the lead. I remember sitting in science class. Why, it was first period, right after mass. I was quietly doing my work. I rehearsed in my head. Oh no, if they call my mother, I'm dead. I feel like banging my head on the wall. The secretary picks up the phone to make a call. To my mother, I bet. I think of what I'm going to get. Now I'm beginning to sweat. My dad will probably ground me till I'm 30. My mom will make me clean the house, even when it's not dirty. I'll have to scrub the bathroom with a toothbrush. When my family has steak, I'll have mush. <laughs> Oliver Twist reference. My bratty little brother will get my bike. I won't even be allowed to ride my little sister's trike. My dog will be living in my room and I'll be moving into the doghouse soon. Oh no, this feels like everlasting doom. Suddenly the door to the office opens wide and the meanest looking man alive motions me to come inside. I feel like running under the desk to hide. Two minutes and counting, I emerge with a blank look, staring at the hand the principal shook, for he had congratulated me on my high score. I practically floated out of the office door. <laughs> my friends look at me with wide eyes and wonder, because everyone knows the principal expels you for just one blunder. I start Dang. walking with them at my heel. They say, was it death? I say, no big deal. 
seventh grade. Ah! Um, so published cute. in the Bra. Young Writers Collection. Ah, uh, so good. Was a comedic. A that was a comedic piece. Um, very Dr. Seuss esque. Yeah, a little Dr. Seussy. Hmm? I liked it. Beginning, oh, middle, and an end. That's so <laughs> good. It's really impressive. All right, here's the prom picture. You want him better look? That is a. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh, that is oh my. my still to this day, Von Davis, still friends. And you can see we I uh, he wears a fuchsia bow tie. I have a fuchsia skirt. Yeah, of course. Lovely. Go back to his face. Very handsome. Very Good handsome. Style. What does he do Aww, now? Oh, you guys are so cute. He's a teacher Aww. in Detroit. He's a teacher in the Detroit school system. And I have uh, that is a little bit of extensions in my hair. Really? And uh, that the that hairdo is known as buckles. <laughs> 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 and I got some good nails there. Nice corsage. A strapless ensemble with strapless sequins ensemble. and a fuchsia skirt. Yes, yeah, I remember uh, adorable. My, my senior prom, uh, she was wearing a uh, tangerine dress. So I had a tangerine cummerbund and bow tie. Got you. Yes, it was okay. so matchy, matchy, matchy back then, wasn't it? We love the matchies. So, yes. Oh, sorry, I was just gonna say I remember a big thing with prom was like to have your shoes dyed yeah. the color of your dress. Yes, that was so stupid. Who yes. can afford so that? Dumb. You'd have to buy those like white sandy shoes at yeah. Payless and then dye them. It's <laughs> yeah. so dumb. Why did anybody so ever dumb. do that? I, don't know. I refused. I we had not. used cars. <laughs> <laughs> I want, dear listeners, understand. We were not rich. We had no money. My mom was. My mom was in the arts. She was artistic director of a theater, which also is why I think I love to write, and because I saw so many plays and read plays and stuff. But we were broke. Okay, so don't get it twisted. Yeah, you're a theater kid. <laughs> Right? Total yeah. theater kid. I remember and my dad's an that. actor. My dad, uh, he was, uh, he, they met in grad school, theater school. They met in, uh, in, well, I think they met in undergrad in the theater department. And then they both went to grad school together and, and got their MFAs in acting. They're both fabulous actors. I'm so lucky. I, I have awesome. parents like you. You two have kids just like me. Yeah, mm -hmm. true. You're like my parents. Oh, my parents I love were that. they were they they followed their passions. They were in the arts, and uh, all the little kids around me. I I think about that very much because I think that um, I was very lucky in that my parents fostered a. They were delighted by me first of all because I was fun and they were fun and we all had fun, and then they never tried to steer me away from the things that I love, like art, painting, drawing, theater, acting. I mean, there was a little break there where, believe me, when I went to college, they were like, are you sure you don't want to major in something else, buddy? <laughs> and I was like, no, nope, we're doing this. But, I, you know, they, they were they were so supportive and so creative and imaginative as parents. So they're, when they would read stories to me, the stories always had the best voices, et cetera. You oh, know? yeah, I'll bet. That's awesome. I love that. What an awesome, per I mean, I know your parents and their dear hearts, but like what an awesome perspective to know that like, that's so unique. That's so unique. There's, I feel like a, not a lot of people in our community have parents who were like, yes, do it. Like, yeah. Or that they so even did behind it. it. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> and understand it and understand the language and understand the, the work stuff and like, 
you don't have to explain every little thing or it, uh, it's just, it's really cool like that you have that so I'm very awesome. lucky and my mom and I we've actually been in plays together and she's directed me and we've done the whole game so yeah you're absolutely right it's like when I call her I'm like the blocking rehearsal was a nightmare and she can say like well don't they understand if they don't memorize the blocking they're never going to be able to hit their their beats you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. meanwhile my dad will be like did you hear back and I'll be like, from what? And he's like, that audition you had last week. And I'm like, did I hear back? Like, no. Why would I hear back? You remembered that? It's so, it, yeah. I remember my mom with auditions. I stopped telling her. Oh, yeah. Because it, the conversation is usually, um, well, no news is good news. <laughs> and I'm like, absolutely not. Like, it's coming from such a, you know, beautiful place, but it's like, no, not, not in this biz. No, no way. This is what my mom did. Uh, uh, so I, I, I moved, well, I moved to Chicago. Right. So I, uh, to work at second city and I got hired, you know, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I, you know, how exciting. So I call my mom, <laughs> I call my parents and I'm like, guess what, mom? Uh, you know, I moved to Chicago to that theater, Second City. And she goes, yeah. And I go, yeah, they hired me. She goes, oh, my gosh, that's so wonderful. What is that? <laughs> oh, no. Well, you got the wonderful oh. first. Oh. No idea. No idea what I was doing, even though I moved 1,500 miles away in order to do it and you know what's so sad for so many of us the things that we've accomplished in chicago or detroit or or even out here that nobody sees are the ones that were actually the hardest the hardest to accomplish so but, true. but other people don't get that like they they don't get how how much easier it is to actually book kind of la work than it is to get the stuff that we all got but it comes at, at the price tag of nobody knowing what the heck it is. Yeah, that's or... true. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. It's the work, the work that we do. And um, it, it's for the love of the work, really. It's yeah. When, when you think about it, it because you're absolutely right. It's a, a small part on a TV show is super exciting. But the, the years in the trenches when you're just trying to get an understudy position and you're writing your own material at other theaters. You're 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 going out like what four or five nights a week, playing sets, watching sets, mm -hmm. putting up shows. Like I, I think about Miley was kind of reminding me of putting up those shows at Planet Ant, which was a little theater in Hamtramck that we all worked at, and I was artistic director at a brief time, and we would have a, a costume budget of a hundred dollars. You know, yeah. and with Miley, there were so Gosh. many things I wanted to do, and I, I think I made them all happen. But uh, you know, the the scale that we could have made them happen if we had a budget. So remember, of course, the swinging wrecking ball, yeah, with the with the Barbie on it. So I'm in the mm -hmm. garage, like, or not in the garage. I'm in, I'm in the backyard, like spraying a thing with you know, trying to build a wrecking ball, like jamming a barbie down on it with like a peg and then i'm like we're gonna bring it out on a stick you know and, and with money you can do so much more but that was our best efforts and i still have it i remember rebecca was like i i don't know what to do with the with the wrecking ball um i don't want to throw it away but i don't want to oh, keep yeah, it yeah i had I it said, forever i know and i said i'll come get it and so i still have it and guess where it lives 
in my truck. (laughs) (laughs) I never threw it away, but I don't know what to do with it. It's a, it's a, it's a bar, a naked Barbie with short hair (laughs) sitting on a foam circle that's been spray painted to look like a disco ball. What am I supposed to do or to look like a cement wrecking ball? What am I going to do with that? I can't hang that over my doorway. I mean, if a God, Rose would love that. Like a little kid would love that. So we'll have to, that's, I'll have to gift it to her. Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming. And I want a good Christmas with good things for good people. You can have a good Christmas if you do good, right, good, and be good. And there are people who are not in a good spot. They're not as good as we're good used cars yeah <laughs> oh good holidays good holidays to you all great you as well and you know <laughs> you know who does up holidays veronica vermonico <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine the tree in that mansion no i mean if she's gonna bring the whole cast of lord of the rings and some dinosaurs, dinosaurs. from jurassic park <laughs> for a birthday party then christmas is gonna be killer <laughs> well i can't wait to see what happens next This is such a unique and wonderful project. I was so elated to be asked to do this. I cannot wait, wait, wait to hear what happens next. Next. I know it's really exciting. What do you what do you want to happen? What's something that you would that you one thing that you hope happens? I want a showdown with Carmen, Veronica and the Moody Russian. (gasps) Oh, yes. Some action, some like high yeah, some action. Yeah, some high action, you know, some Ugh. some some uh, choreographed kicks, hits. And, may- and maybe some exposition about what he's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Telling hey, us Jamie. all what he's going to do. Yes. Jamie, where can we um, see you or hear you or, or get in contact with you? Please don't email me. <laughs> I have enough in there that are untouched. But you can find me on Twitter for some fun and hilarious retweets with an occasional original content tweet <laughs> at Jamie underscore Moyer. And I'm not currently performing as the pandemic has kind of put a key bash on that but i hope to be doing that soon and i will always list where i'm performing on my twitter and on my facebook so please keep up and find me keep up with me at those places are there are you on any currently on any shows right now uh you can see me currently streaming on peacock season four of ap bio and please watch that because it is the very best and i would love for you to check in on the old ap bio that's awesome. I think I also saw you on The Big Show. Were you on yes! that? Yes. So I'm being noticed by a lot of my friends' kids, which makes yep. me very happy. And I played a teacher on The Big Show show on Netflix. So I think my count right now is four neighbors and uh, three <laughs> teachers. So keep it going, Hollywood. I'm ready yeah, for you. Yeah, the I neighborly wanna teacher. I want to be the modern day Mrs. Kravitz. Oh, you are. Come on now. I yes. Peeking in all of America's windows on a sitcom, hopefully in a series regular. Very soon. 
Oh, Jamie, you're the best. We are very excited for you, and um, we'll check in with you often, and we'll and we'll all get together and uh, and keep keep each other posted on what's going on with the chapters. I would love that. Thank you all for involving me in this, and congrats again. This is such a unique idea. I love it. You're a Thank unique you, idea. <laughs> love you. Love you, Jamie. Love you. Bye. Thank you.